What's up, everyone? This is Jay, a.k.a. Brother Soap, welcoming you to the 33rd episode of the British Soap Podcast. I am here with my homegirl, the cat to my Alfie, queen of all things E20 Albert Square on Twitter. <laughs> Sarah. Hey. What's going on, baby girl? What's up? I don't know, baby. You know, I, I kind of feel like, you know, I know we just started the show, but something's telling me, like, I feel like I need to make a quick exit. Oh. Like, you know, I have, you know, other things on the fire that are so pressing that I need to make an immediate exit. Wow. Like right now. Oh, okay. Like even though there's nobody that's been, you know, hired to replace me on a full-time basis. Mm. I think it's just time. What you think? <laughs> oh, are we referring to something? I mean, <laughs> what could we possibly be referring to, darling? Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, <laughs> sips tea. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, hmm. I mean, last time we were here, yeah. somebody had done call that after the British Soap Awards, a, there was going to be a decision made about whether or not a certain producer was going to keep his job for another three years so we could finally <laughs> understand what the fuck was up with Max. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to uh, Pop Bitch, I believe it's called. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, Sean yep. O'Connor is up and out the door. Or as Twitter has called him, Sean (laughs) O'Gonner. I I wish I came up with that. That's great. I love it. (laughs) I love that. How did you feel when you heard that, uh, the the most sad news? (laughs) First of all, you know, look, you know, you don't want anyone to lose their job. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, (laughs) the Sun reported that Sean walked away with 90,000 pounds which is better than a lot of us who are giving a buy, you know, you, you know, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck out of here. Hello. So, um, boom, there you go. Uh, and of course he made sure to tell us that he's going off to produce films, blah, 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 blah. But we do know, and it's been pretty much confirmed by heavyweights like Christopher Reason and Ross Kemp, that Sean O'Connor was a bully behind the scenes. So um, not only for me as a viewer, I'm excited because I'm done with him. I'm done with his horrible, horrible mess on screen. But now we know behind the scenes, um, he was also a hot mess. And so, you know, bye, get out, get out. I am unreal. Yeah. Baby, I told you online, that infuriated me. I'm like, first of all, these are some of the most talented people that you're working with on the planet the fuck are you doing bullying anybody why the fuck do you have anybody crying on set are you kidding me for what these people have been handling business giving us excellent drama for some of them for decades and you are brand new and you can't Mm -hmm. walk your ass onto that set and be respectful to the actors and respectful to the production staff and respectful to the gift that was handed to you 
by having the opportunity to steer the BBC's flagship show. Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck you. I wish you would have been given nothing. You you know, I, I, I hate that. You know, you go on a show treat it horribly, treat people horribly and get mm-hmm. a goddamn golden parachute. That's some bullshit. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that happens with other big kind of jobs, you know, where you see, like, the CEO ruins the whole company. Right. And they have a huge severance package. It's like, really? But that's how it works for, you know, people in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that being said, yeah, there's no need to be disrespectful. Um, we know from Ross Kemp that there might be a bit of a power balance issue as far as pay is concerned. Who cares? Um, you know, come correct. Um, you know, there's no need to treat people any kind of way. And um, that's it. That's it. But, you know, it's it's kind of maddening because, I mean, it's not like this, is, this all came about, you know, the day before we fired. I'm sure they've had complaints for a while and it seems like they've been kind of sitting on it. And um, I don't understand why the B would allow someone to be there who was causing all this strife and chaos for such of a long time. But, you know, maybe it's kind of one of those things his contract is kind of rolling up and then you don't have to pay him out. You know, whoever, however that kind of sort of thing works. But, yeah. Yeah. And maybe they were getting their ducks in a row because they announced real right. quick that John York was coming on there. So they probably oh, yeah. had to make sure. Oh, yeah. hey, John, said, John, oh, Lord, John, please come. Please, John. And this is not the first time that John York has been the acting executive producer. Um, and he came, the last time he came was when the show was really and just a creative hot mess. Not necessarily like someone, you know, popping people upside the head behind the scenes or whatever John was doing. So, um, yeah, you know, um. Yeah, get out. Just get out. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, oh my god. Yes, that was the best news that I heard <laughs> yeah. in a long, long time. Because you know, I mean, it's unreal the amount of damage that this man has done to this show. It's a show that has been on for thirty plus years, and just within this last year, the amount of damage is just un. It's 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 unfathomable and. John York has a huge chat ahead of him. Um, brother, I know um, we were talking online about the legend that is John York. Yes. And he literally wrote the book on storytelling. I know he teaches um, at colleges and stuff. I mean, he is it. If you, you know, Google you know, YouTube, you'll see he has little seminars where he breaks it down how to do it. And I've watched one of them, actually, and he just, whoa, he knows how to do it. And his work was really some of the best stuff that ever came out of EastEnders. Um, that's really when I started watching was his era. Um, he introduced the Slaters. He had the biggest storyline, Who Shot Phil? Um, so he's the man. And if anyone can turn this whole thing around, it's John York. So, woo, yes, thank you. Yes. We're just going to keep it on the EastEnders and get directly into our what the hells and scenes of the week mm. uh, I'm gonna actually start just by saying that Sean O'Connor's exit was my scene of the week <laughs> <laughs> so we already talked oh, about it oh to be it. a fly I, on the wall to I, be a fly on the wall baby god I just you know I feel like he was completely disrespectful to the show and he got the ouster he deserved yeah. so mm-hmm. good riddance 
never see it. I wouldn't want to be. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> bring your ass around. It is so production team ever again in life. Go back to radio, sir. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Shit. Uh, I'm gonna go from there to my singular. What the hell? Um, I got problems with Tegan, with Keegan's ass. <laughs> How in the hell, Keegan? Black Keegan, in a time when being a brother, getting in trouble with the law, is not the shit you want to do. Not that historically it ever was. But being bold as brass and, you know, crazy and acting like you could talk to cops at the cowboy and not get your ass shot when brothers is dying, you know, all across this world on some bullshit. Anyway, so Keegan decides that the way he wants to express to a woman that he is interested in her romantically is to tell her I sexually assaulted you. In what universe is the way to endear yourself to someone romantically, to open up your mouth to say, I sexually assaulted you. Mm-hmm. Yet, this is what Keegan told his mother when she asked, Why the fuck did you tell that girl you sexually assaulted her when you didn't? Because I liked her. So we got black girl bullies, black boy bullies, and black boys so stupid that they think that the best way to ingratiate themselves to white women Mm. are to sexually assault her. Do you know brothers were lynched and killed if white women in the United States said they looked at them funny back in the day? But this fool out here talking about something, I raped a girl. I raped you. Hi, notice me. Let's fall in love. What? Like, who approved that story? Who thought, oh, this is an excellent... uh, Yes, this makes perfect sense. Let's air this. Right. I mean, that's just some of the... That's one of the most ridiculous things I have ever seen. I mean, it's one thing for Keegan to, you know shoo away Denise when she's like boy check yourself or else you're gonna get yourself in trouble leave it alone woman really to cop to sexual assault because you like somebody I think that's one of the stupidest things I have ever seen on any soap opera I have ever watched in my entire life including passions which had little devils running around dolls turning into people Christmas trees killing folks <laughs> what I was gonna say passions are you gonna say <laughs> Well, also in YNR, they had someone fall into a volcano. So, yeah. even that, I saw that scene. I liked that scene. I was cool with that. That Sharon pushing that heifer into a volcano <laughs> made more sense than this dummy talking about I raped you because I love you, or I'm lying about I raped you because yeah. I what? No, that ain't cute. And why he's so stupid? All. And we supposed to like this dude? What? <laughs> Did you did you notice that? Did you did that resonate with you, or were you just like whatever, Keegan? 
Um, I mean, what you're referring to is a racial part of it, and there's definitely some issues there. Um, because I know that in the UK, there's also police brutality against black men. Um, I don't know if they have, they use guns as much as they do here, their police, but there's still police brutality. And, um, yes, I mean, a young black male had sexual intercourse with a young white woman, um, without her consent, which would be rape, um, that would be an issue. And that should have scared the living daylight out of, out of uh, Karen. She had any, you know, thoughts in her brain. It should, you know, go, whoa, whoa, whoa. What did you just say? Instead, she's like, oh, that's what I would have done. <laughs> you know, wink, wink, slap your knee, you know. Um, it's just it's just so wildly inappropriate. Of course, on those, we don't expect everyone to act like people should, um, you know. But there's kind of a line. There's kind of, you know, you're kind of saying something here that's a little off. If you're doing something here, it's a little off. And part of the reason, again, goes back to the racial aspect of it, because Keegan is the only black male, young black male, on this show. Um, and there's, you know, if, when, you, when you're the only, it becomes more about representation than, like, just the character. Who's the character? It becomes more about who's representing something. And which is, you know, maybe unfortunate, but that's kind of what it is. Um, so it's something to think about. And obviously... They don't care. They thought it was real cute to give Karen, you know, a little um, biracial kid because, of course, there's a lot of stereotypes with that as far as, um, I don't know, uh, one of a certain social strata, um, having uh, mixed-race children is kind of, there's uh, stereotypes with that on both sides of the pond. Um, So there's a lot going on here, and it's just gross. You know, it's it's not that good... Soapy growth, you know, not okay. It's not that good soapy kind of nasty. Ooh, it's not like that's just gross. It's just nasty. It's just, you know, it's not helping anything. And it's just another one of SOC's just really off base stories that are just, just don't need to happen. It just don't. So, yeah. Yep. That's all I got, baby. Glad you Yeah. <laughs> What did you have for your what the hells for EastEnders? Wow, where do we begin? <laughs> I mean, it's like all of it. It's like every day, day in, day out, it's a mess. And as you said, it's so hard to continue to watch what's going on on screen, knowing, you know, what, knowing not just that it's chaos behind the scenes, but there's bullying happening behind the scenes and on screen, it's the same thing. It's like reflecting itself. So, mm, okay, Sean. Um, what, let's start with uh, the latest and the greatest. Dave the Cat. What is going on? What is going on? I mean, he has his own story. Sharon doesn't even have her own story. Dave the Cat does. Um, and, <laughs> and the worst part of it, not just, you know, Dave the Cat going to the hospital, which is insane. I know there, there was a story in the U.S. actually about a dog going to find its owner in the hospital, so maybe that's what they were referring to. Still, I don't care. East Enders, I don't want to see it. But the point is, is that this day the cat ha- stuff is happening, and it's just, it's continuing to hurt Dot as a character. And it continues to make 
that looks silly. Those scenes with Dot in the hospital, um, where she's looking, you know, looking at angels and just rambling and and going on and on and on and just what is going on with that? You know, it's poor June Brown. It's so disrespectful of her as an actress, her as a legend. Um, and there's just so few, like, really long-term faces on this show. You know, it's Dot and Sharon and uh, Ian. I've been there for, like, decades, decades. And it's just, ugh. You know, I loved Dot when I first started watching the show, and I still do. But it, it, it makes it just even more painful to see what they've done with the character. And it made her into a joke and Dot's not supposed to be a joke you know you're supposed to go okay she's a little silly you know she's a little bit of a bible thumper but she's not a joke and uh, and again that's everything that's with Sean is, is either nastiness or it's buffoonery and that's what we have here we have well we have both we have buffoonery with the cat and with Dot and then with Sonia just braiding Dot um so it just goes on and on and on <laughs> I'll just do one more and that's Robbie whoa Get off my screen. Um, <laughs> now, if you follow me on Twitter, each one of the you know that I've kind of made a little fun of poor um, Dean Gaffney because he was so super excited about being 20 minutes away <laughs> from the set and getting some of that BBC money. Like, okay, Dean. Um, but aside from that, boop, um, this stuff with Robbie is horrible. Um, we're supposed to be amused by it. It's not amusing. Um, your friend of mine, Sean Clark, who runs the Easterners Eye blog, um, made a good comment about Robbie Howard. There's so many meetings, and the people watching this show, I believe it airs at 7.30 in the UK, are just coming home from work. No one wants to see Robbie's dumb meetings. Since when has the market ever needed meetings? I don't really remember that ever happening. Um, the market, in my opinion, is not supposed to be that deep. It provides something for you know, people to work, um, and it provides a place where people can talk. It's not supposed to be, we're not supposed to really look at it that deeply, in my opinion. Um, and it's just, it's too much. It's too much. It's horrible. It's not funny, Sean. It's not funny. Stop trying to make this show into, like, in my, and this is what I see it as, like, one, you're trying to be Corey and trying to have their lighthearted kind of comedy. And two, it's like this really bad 70s sitcom where it's just like, you know, cutesy, hijinks. And it's just so, you know, it's 2017. And storytelling has really progressed. Um, this, is, this is supposed to be the peak TV era, and we're not seeing that with EastEnders. Um, EastEnders has taken like a whole big old step backwards, like all the way back. And it's just, it's, no. The Robbie stuff has got to go. And that's coming from someone who actually enjoyed him when I first started watching. Um, and now, I don't. Not at all. So, that's it for EastEnders for me. I, I can't. It's hard out here for a market inspector, girl. Yeah. like <laughs> First you had Carmel being annoying as heck for her dumb clipboard. And now we have Robbie. And it's like, does it ever end? <laughs> oh baby I feel you tell me what you enjoyed about EastEnders the past couple of weeks Ooh. oh you know what I didn't I didn't even talk about Taylor whoa whoa let me stop right now because <laughs> I promise 
that I would go in on Karen on Twitter, and I gotta just say one thing about it. Karen Taylor, you are a ham. The hammiest of hams. You can put that on my tombstone. You can put that on my obituary. You can tattoo that on my body. You are a ham. You are a buffoon, and it's embarrassing. I'm sorry, I don't wanna hear, oh, well, some people are like this. I get it, I get it, I get it. I don't wanna see it. It's not fair. It really isn't, um, because this show is supposed to be about embracing working class people, and what we have here is a joke. And you know, when you're poor, you're already you know treated a certain kind of way in society. And for you to turn on the TV and and see Karen being portrayed as a joke, um, and the acting is a different level, we can go there, but I, I won't do it. But well, I, I kind of did. But the thing is, like. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's embarrassing. In light of the war being waged against the poor in the UK and in the US, um, austerity, what's happening as far as just, you know, when I saw it, it um, with Karen, I thought it was really hurtful um, because there's already so many assumptions being made about people who are poor, people who are on benefits and, and, and here in the US on welfare. And with the tailors, they're really hitting all the beats of the stereotypes. Um, and there's always someone who is a stereotype. Stereotypes are have a small bit of truth to them, right? But you know, when you talk about TV, when you talk about when you point a, car- a camera on something, when you talk about doing something um, that's purposeful, you know, this, this, this is all make believe. So you have to sit down and decide to put a huge stereotype on screen. That's a choice. And it doesn't have to happen. And I'm sorry, I don't care what anyone has to say. It's not real, it's not gritty. It's it's, it's ridiculous. So, boom, that's it. I don't wanna talk about the tailors anymore. <laughs> but as far as what I like, okay. The only thing that I really liked from what we've really seen so far is Louise basically letting us know that Phil is on his way back, um, that she called him. Um, to ask to change schools. Of course, Sharon's being super weird um, about the whole thing. I don't get the writing for Sharon right now as far as her just refusing to tell Phil anything. Um, it's just weird. And, um, you know, we know from the spoilers that there's supposed to be some big thing that happens to bring Phil back. Why can't he Phil come, Phil, Phil come back? Because he's supposed to come back to his house. I mean... <laughs> You know, but, you know, of course you want to make it so BUK, I get it, fine, cool. But, yeah, um, we know that Phil is on his way. So that's the one thing that um, really just made me excited for Ethan's, and that's about it. All right, so we are taking things over to Redwater. Miss Sarah, start us off. What did Redwater do to make you say, what the hell? Well, of course, that finale. Um, we don't know if poor cat who was sliced and diced by that boat. <laughs> <laughs> she just chop, chop, chop. Like, oh my lord! <laughs> oh my god! We don't know if poor cat's alive. You know, poor Alfie's brain just spilling out on the, uh, you know, the uh, table. So we don't know if Cat and Alfie are alive, and that's the big 
I mean, it's not a bad thing, but I'm like, whoa, I need to know more, right? Um, and that was the finale. The finale was a huge cliffhanger um, with our very beloved Cat Alfie half dead. So, um, yeah, whew. what's going to happen with that? That was my big, wow, wow. But everything else for me was, was, uh, it was good. So, yeah. Um, I will say my what the hells were two things. I didn't like I didn't like old Agnes, uh, demon woman Agnes, all <laughs> up in a uh, Queen Bernie's grill, talking about some nobody wants an obese wife. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh she just had a baby. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that was too funny. And Bernie was clowning too. She was like, oh. You trying to act all sweet, but you just called me fat. And she was just like, I didn't call you fat. And girlfriend, like, I don't know what you said. And you know what she did? She kept eating her goddamn food. I said, yes, if you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> that boy ain't skinning her damn self up here talking about you and your eating habits. Shut up, old woman. <laughs> <laughs> she was all my nerves with that goddamn foolishness. Uh, also, now, this, what the hell, is tempered by what happened in the finale, so I'm just going to touch on it quickly. But I was not feeling that whole uh, internalized homophobia thing uh, we oh, yeah. had going oh, yeah. on between, I think, Kieran. I think Kieran is my gay. And Andrew? Mm-hmm. I think, is that right, Andrew and Kieran? Are the, those my mom's looking up? Because you know that little... Uh, the uh, you know tire blowouts led to some men's getting blown and licked and oh flipped Lord. and reversed. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as soon as the obligatory afternoon cigarette uh, afterglow cigarettes were popped into the mouth, y'all already knew some shady shit was going on because Kieran yep. had his little cigarette lit up. He reaches over to light up. Andrews and then like, I'm gonna do it myself. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. You know. And see, this is something I appreciate about having gay men produce television shows. Even in you know, what what I think some people who perhaps have less understanding of the complexities of, you know, gay life, and this does include some gay men, because I've seen some of them movies, y'all little gay men that produced but y'all little independent funds and y'all are, can be as heavy handed as some of these straight dudes who have never met a gay in their life but uh, sometimes when it comes to expressing homophobia they just beat you over the head with it. It's a faggot and you disgust me and you're gay, I'm going to vomit. No, literally, I'm going to vomit. <laughs> but with red water, it's even it's little things like the fact that after they just had sex, Andrew did not even want Kieran to light his cigarette. Mm. He was that twisted mm. over them finally getting down. Mm. And I and if you're paying attention, you know. Like if you've been in that situation, you know what that was. And it was just mm-hmm. like, mm. like to me, that was just as powerful as somebody saying faggot. I was like, this bitch here. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Kieran, get your ass on grind and get somebody else, boy. <laughs> yeah. But it was good, and it was powerful, and I was just like, whoo. Because, like, 
the first episode when I saw those two together, I was like, it seems like it's something between them dudes. And I really didn't expect it to come. And so now when it did, I was like, yes, even though he's cheating on the old girl and I hate that, but I kind of feel them. So every time there's a slight and it's, 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 you know, something that I know is rooted in internalized homophobia, probably also rooted in the fact that they're cousins. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just, it's just, mm, it, it, it hits me, hits me hard. So it's a what the hell because, you know, that internalized homophobia always gets on my damn nerves. But the way it's being played, you know, not completely, you know, over the top with it, you know, I'm feeling it. So I, I give DTC and Co. props for the way they're writing. Uh, Andrew and Kieran because I mean it's been I mean it, it's it's been a, a strong subtle powerful portrayal and I like that you know yes yeah. what did you think I of mean, those it's two it's tricky because like, like you kind of you know root for them a little bit but there's yeah. like oh they're cousins you know yeah. <laughs> but um um the actor who plays Kieran I believe oh my god he's gorgeous yes. oh my god. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, I like them, but it's kind of like, oh, <laughs> you have that kind of, like, family thing going on. So, but yeah, I like that it's, if we're talking about the betrayal of gay men, um, I like that it's not, it's not really about people taking issue with them being gay. It's more so, like, the family aspect. So, but then you kind of have where Andrew, you're wondering why he has these feelings that he's, you know, married to a woman, and, um, you know, why is he having those feelings? Um, and then, of course, um, or not acting on them as far as he made the choice to marry a woman and have children, um, and then we know that there has been issues in his marriage with Bernie, and you're wondering, is, is, that, is this why? Because he has feelings that he's not acting on. Um, but then there was, I don't know if you caught this, a very subtle hit from Agnes, um, where the son, John Joe, um, I think there was an implication there that that's not Andrew's son. Now, we could assume that based on his appearance, um, but um, there was a little comment from her where she said that uh, there wasn't like happiness when he was born or something like that. Um, so, hmm, you know, was there, what's, what's kind of going on in their marriage? Um, I found that to be interesting. Uh, but yeah. I need another season. <laughs> yeah. And if Cat and Alfie make it, I need some kind of way. If Cat and Alfie make it to EastEnders, I need some kind of way for EastEnders and Redwater to merge because I need those characters in my life. I need it. <laughs> I, I mean, need it. I think it, it'd be interesting. I don't, I don't know if they'd be kind of a fish out of water type thing. Don't care. I'd be that's so good. Oh my god! I'm just I keep thinking back to all those bullshit uh, stories about how the show was so bad. This this show was excellent. <laughs> I'm just like what the fuck are y'all bitches talking about? <laughs> I was worried. I was worried not because it was a spinoff, but because as soon as they talked about Cat and those moo-moos I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> oh goodness! Hit us with the good stuff, baby. What did Redwater do that you enjoy? Um, I know we've talked about the previous four episodes, but just overall, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I love the little world that was created um, by Dominic Sherwood Collins here. Um, and 
the the best part for me is Agnes, <laughs> which um, is the worst part for you. Um, Finola Flanagan is just amazing. So good, so good. The camera loves her. Um, I love the all, all the little tension in the family um, with Eileen and Rosen. Um, they're a little tit for tat. And, um, but as far as those last two episodes, I thought there were a lot of good little beats. Um, with the, uh, what was it, the house that they're all talking about? The one that got burnt. Yeah, so we kind of have that little moment, and we have Eileen trying to stay, and then we know that Rosen, um, has her own issues with her husband, um, so they have marital problems, and, um, a lot of good little soapy, you know, little nuggets of goodness, and, oh, okay, Dominic, huh? You kind of surprised me there. Hmm, hmm. Cool, cool, cool. But really, if you if you watch the show for a kind of outfit, I think you're going to be a little, uh, you know, disappointed. Um, so uh, that was kind of, you know, I guess a letdown if, if you're coming for that. But I came for that, but I stayed for everybody else. So there you go. My entire uh, scene <laughs> of the week for the show is just the entire finale. Just the way they brought everything together, yeah. Returned things to kind of you know mirror some of the things that we saw in the first episode, and kind of amped up the action on things that we've been watching the whole season. I thought mm-hmm. was fantastic. You had Bernie who finally got that damn picture that Dermot thought he was so slick and got rid of, jeopardizing the life of her and her baby. She ended up oh, getting yeah. that damn picture back. And so now Dermot's in trouble because Sister Girl has some questions about these footprints in this damn uh, yeah. beach. And she's on the Dermot. And she's on her way to the beach. And she's going to get him to answer them questions. But he sees yeah. and he's like, uh-uh, let me get in this boat. <laughs> yeah. Let me yeah. run oh, away. I about that. Yeah, Ooh. that was hot. And, like, and they had like, surveillance of him deleting um, uh-huh. her information that she had. So yeah, Bernie, she's on it. She's like running with her baby. She's like, oh, look at <laughs> you know? Look, sister's trying to get it. Yeah, Andy was telling the girl, you like a dog with a bone. She's like, uh-huh. And I'm going to get fed today. <laughs> Shit. Oh, yeah, she's on it. She's so, on yeah, it. I loved that. And um, I also loved her little adulterous little husband, you know, at the end of the episode, after his little homophobic struggles you know he was talking about he told old dude a little bit earlier that uh you know kieran had caused havoc and kieran's just like how have i caused havoc and andy's <laughs> just like on me and it's like oh shit <laughs> they about mm. to get it and they got it baby mm. <laughs> at, at the end of that episode he came back to get some out <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, usually I when when there's cheating involved in a storyline, usually I'm just like, Ugh, I'm so sick of men cheating on women. I've seen it forever. It's on my nerves. I hate it. And usually I just am completely not invested in the couple when it's, you know, cheating like that. But because before I knew the relationships on the show, I already thought there was a spark between those two. So I think I, I'm kind of... It, this is surprising me that I'm actually interested in these two as a couple when normally my instincts are like, nah, I ain't fuck with y'all. But 
them boys got something hot going on. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm to that Kieran. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Drew ain't no slouch either. I take both of them. No, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> but uh, like, I want still a little hot and bothered, but yeah. I want to know their backstory. I want to know what happened as kids. I want to know what broke them up if they were together. I, I want to know how the yeah. marriage happened. Like, there's so many questions that can right. be answered. You know about what's going on, and I need it to be found out because they need to get the tongue lash, and they gonna get <laughs> when this comes. Yeah. I need to see it, it, it uh, and it was set up so well. So I love all of that. So yes, the end scene where you know Karen's just laying out sexy in the bed, and then here comes Andrew, and he don't even say anything. It's just like <laughs> I was like, oh Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> And then yeah. that scene is cut with Alfie finally going to the hospital because he's been seeing the things, punching his hand through windows, thinking he's hitting Mother Teresa or whatever religious figure that's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor's like, oh all right, bro, it's, it's by surgery time. And he out there doing surgery without telling nobody. And then that machine is like, this. <laughs> I know. Oh my God! Not the man who wears the worst shirts and soaps. No, he needs to be allowed right? to wear more bad shirts. <laughs> and to keep showing his gray hair. I like him. I think he's looking cute with his hair getting more gray. I like it. I need more of it in my life. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would like to know more. And like you said, the finale was really well done. So. Uh. And yeah. Of course, the moment you keep referring to, the finale started on it, and the finale pretty much ended with it. Cat in the water, being cut by the uh, the little boat oar, the mechanical oars that uh, came at her as Dermot was struggling with his little boat, and then Dermot was there faced with, you know, the same decision he made had to make before. Does he go and save his mother, or does he let her die like he let his adoptive mother die back in the day? And he went in there in that water, and he tried to save Cat. Now, okay. does that, uh, you know, account for him being a murderer? No, but no. I was glad he went in there to save our queen. <laughs> and then, was it Karen or someone who, like, I think it was Karen who remembered that Dermot kind of like left that woman just, yep. you know, whoop, whoop, whoop. Yep. He told somebody on the finale, I was kind of going in and out of sleep when I was watching, so I can't remember who he told, but he told somebody. <laughs> <laughs> what he, maybe it was Bernie. I can't remember, baby. I think it was Bernie he had told, uh, which had her hot on his case. I can't remember, mm-hmm. baby. It may have been. But, uh, yes. So, yes. Just just so much. So, yes. You know, Dermot in trouble. Cat bleeding on him. Alpha flatline. Cousins kissing. Red Water set up a perfect finale that wants you, that leaves you wanting more. So I need BBC to pr- approve another six episodes. They, they can pr- approve yeah. 12 episodes. Because <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> you yeah, it's just like, it's fun to just watch a different world that yes. you, know, you can just step into and it's like, oh, oh, okay, okay. That's nice. Oh, like, you know what I mean? You just kind of, you watch it, and it's, it's kind of a, I hate this uh, phrase, but a breath of fresh air after watching EastEnders and all that hot mess to just Agreed. see something that was well-produced and well-plotted and conceived. And um, 
I don't know how popular and well I don't know how well it's been received but at least for me I, I, like I said I, I felt like I was pleasantly surprised so we'll see we'll see yes it was excellent and there needs to be more there are too many shows that are brilliant and canceled we do not need Redwater to be another one <laughs> right not at all All right, everyone, so joining us to talk about the goings-ons on Emmerdale is the queen of all things beautifully unfinished scrapyard.tumblr.com, Miss Louise. What's up, good? Hey! (laughs) So, Emmerdale has been taking us through it these past few weeks, baby girl. Let me start here. Despite Robert pulling a gun on him and him nearly pulling the plug on Robert, Aaron has decided that what has made him reach the breaking point is a baby scan. How does that make you feel? that their relationship continues to be toxic and I don't know where the road ends with them whether this breakup should be infinite and that they should never be together ever again but then there is my Robron part of me that's like no why why take the ring off why I don't know I just oh a baby scan I hate that it's a boy. Ugh. Well, baby, of course it's going to be a boy. You can't. No! Name, you can't Fuck. name a girl, Jesus. You could do. It's not going to be born at Christmas. It's not going to be born at Christmas. No. How? Isn't, isn't that that's nine months away though? Is it going to be no. premature? It's not. No, it will go full term because it's Ross's, and it, she will give birth to it in October. Oh my! The baby was conceived in January. End all. End of. End of. No way in hell. Ross has already had his baby storyline, although all of a sudden Charity and, uh, uh, what's her face, uh, Debbie have forgotten that what broke them up was him fathering a baby with her mama. <laughs> now they're best friends and Debbie's in love with him again. Okay. <laughs> December, baby. Jesus will be born. As soon as I heard them say it was a boy, I said, I knew Jesus was coming. <laughs> No, no, and Jesus no. and Moses will be best friends on Emmerdale. No, no. They're going to fight over the same women and men. In a year's time, Jesus and Moses will be soap opera rapid AIDS syndrome to five. The next year, they'll be 15 fighting over the same girl. So we're going to have Aaron and Robert. Uh, I mean, Aaron and... Uh, Aaron, Robert, and Ross fighting over their children in two years. <laughs> oh, 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 Such a mess. Aaron and Robert are abusive towards each other, and the baby has just made it worse. And I just hate how they've been so, like, disrespectful of Robert's character. No, I just can't. What do you mean, baby? What's the disrespect you see? 
Or do you mean that, like the food? Like, like he said in Super Soap Week that he wouldn't cheat, yeah. and then he goes and cheats. Yeah. You said that bisexuals are not known for that, and what do you have them go and do? That. Yeah. Thank you, Ian. Thank you. Good night. Yeah. I can't. Very Hollyoaks to say the opposite of what you're gonna do next week, just to hit on the nose that you're about to fuck up. Like, that's very Hollyoaks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course I didn't steal the money, pan to the end of the episode with you have stolen all the money. Of course I didn't murder so-and-so, pan to the end of the episode where you're standing with a bladed knife in your hand. Of course I'd love you forever and never cheat on you, pan to you in bed with somebody that ain't your father. It's very Hollyoaks. <laughs> Which Emmerdale is now. <laughs> it's just, oh my God, it's such a mess. All right, Donna, well, let's get into it. So what the hells? What's your first what the hell from Emmerdale? The self-harming thing again, please. (laughs) Can we not, please? I thought we were over this shit. Literally, I thought we were over this shit. I love how... See what annoyed me the most? There's no warning before the episode. Oh, we're not going to give any kind of warning before this episode. We're not going to say that this episode is going to be triggering or anything like that. And bam, we see his scars. Thanks. Thank you, Emmerdale. Thank you, Emmerdale. Thank you for the knife. And thank you for Robert yanking up his shirt and showing us everything pretty much. Thank you for giving us no warning. Um, Thank you for posting the makeup picture of Danny, where he's showing it all off again. Uh, Yeah, I can't. I just know. I just... Baby, you couldn't have had a warning. I mean, the episode before ended with him cutting himself, so you knew it was coming. I didn't know it was going to end like that, though. Yes, but by, I, the, by the time he was pulling up the shirt and everything, that was the middle of the, the fo- episode that followed the cutting. I know, but I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. Just, it was kind of out of nowhere. That whole episode with the weed was a hot mess. <laughs> it was a hot mess. It was a hot mess. And yes, and I just, I just hate these people that like, oh, Aaron shouldn't be with Robert if Robert makes him cut. I'm like, he's not cutting because of Robert, he's cutting because of the baby. And I just... Well, baby, the baby that exists because Robert fathered. That's why Robert was, uh, you know, was saying, it's my fault, it's because of me. I mean, I mean, and he's right. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Aaron is responsible for his decisions the relationship isn't healthy. I mean, it's never been a healthy relationship. The thing that kills me, though, is of all the shit they've been through, like Aaron, if he was paying attention, would have noticed that when they first met, Robert tried to set him up for Katie's murder, but he wasn't paying attention, so he has forgotten that, as has the show. He tried to kill Patty. Aaron was there when Robert had a gun on him. And despite all that, he stayed with Robert. But the thing that drives him over the edge to where he has to take a wrench, a spanner, I think you guys call it, and throw it in the window and 
damn near hit Robert, I guess is what they were going for. With Robert, you could have killed yeah. me with the spanner. Like I'm Ben Mitchell. Like I was Jordan and you were Ben Mitchell. I was like, girl, bye. <laughs> but the thing that takes him over the edge is not a gun, but a baby picture. He sees a fucking baby scan. Aaron Livesey is bothered, so bothered by a baby scan that he needs to do drugs, cut himself, take a wrench, go crazy. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Aaron is like one of the toughest dudes I have ever seen portrayed on this. He don't give a fuck about a baby picture. <laughs> I mean, this is some stupid shit. I mean, this is like, I don't know shit. If, I don't know, Patty decided to kill Marlon because he saw somebody eating a sausage roll. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> what kind of dumb shit is this? <laughs> His reaction is, was just disproportional it, it, to what had happened. <laughs> it's literally Aaron and his anger issues all over again. It's like he needs to find a better way of controlling his anger. Because check like, baby, the episode before this motherfucker bust into his house pulls a knife on him, and Emmerdale turns Aaron into this weak trick that can't fight. I still, I still contend. There's no fucking way that motherfucker would have walked out of that house alive. Aaron would have beat the shit out of that motherfucker. I don't care if he was bigger than him or whatever. But no, Aaron, Emmerdale has Aaron get punched twice on the ground and have to have Kane save him like he's some weak dude who can't save himself. But then he flips out the next day over a baby picture. Aaron has never been this weak character. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. So I'm just like, you know, I feel like part of them shitting on Aaron's character is having him get with Robert in the first place only because I still contend Robert would never help a guy cheat. Like, he hated Carl for cheating on his mom to the point where he tried to kill Carl by by cutting his brakes of his car. So if you feel that strongly about people who cheat, there's no way in hell you're going to take up with somebody that, you know, it would... You would be helping cheat, especially when that dude has done nothing but say he hates you before y'all hook up, like, and even yeah. while you're hooking up. That that I feel like is shitting on Aaron's character. So I feel like what Emmerdale is doing now is yes, definitely I see your how they have him shitting on Robert's character because it's just stupid. It's just like why is this happening? It's dumb. Nasty. <laughs> uh, so my first bounced back what the hell is this whole abused bike thug supreme nonsense Josh is a bully Tracy got on that ass because Josh was a bully I hate Josh he's an asshole he needs to go away but now all of a sudden Everdale has him abused for what because Jacob needs to be his friend because Tracy needs to be sympathetic to the asshole that has been terrorizing them for months? No. His expiration date has passed. Ben him. Pull the EastEnders. Ben him. Sean O'Connor his ass. He gots to go. Don't nobody give a fuck he was abused. Some bullies are abused. That's nice. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Josh. <laughs> Fuck Josh. Fuck him being friends with Jacob. Fuck Tracy being his new savior. Fuck that. No. He needs to go away. If you want Jacob to have a friend, make Lachlan's new little cute friend, his little cellmate, make that dude Jacob's friend. He's cute. He's funny. And he ain't, a, he ain't been an asshole to nobody. 
Let's let's do that because him and Lachlan ain't gonna work nowhere. And I think Lachlan and his whole family about to lead the show any damn way. So I don't need us getting used to him. You know, just yeah, Lachlan, Lachlan and Josh could be best friends, and they could all die in a tragic tragic accident. <laughs> Jacob and new dude Jerry, I think his name is, can be friends with. They could be friends together, and they could do hijinks like Marlon and Patty, and stay on the show forever. But don't nobody give a fuck about Josh. Nobody. Ben him. Ben him. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Do you have any th- thoughts about abused bike thug supreme? I think that Jason is his brother. Ooh, who's Jason? The one from prison. The one that hit Aaron. Oh God! Whatever. No, Ben him. Doubly Ben them both. <laughs> What's your next what the hell, boo? Oh, like, Kane being able to hear Finn's conversation from, like, miles away about how he and Ross had the drugs and then, yeah, all of that stupid storyline with the drugs. Like, literally Aaron saying, like, um, saying to Ross, like, why are you doing all this when and what happened to Holly? And then a couple of weeks later, he's thinking about taking Spice. He's such a hypocrite. He is. Kane has supersonic hearing when yes. it comes to anything that involves uh, tying Ross up and fucking with him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Definitely. My other issue with this whole weed thing, and this is kind of on my mind because here in the States... There is um, some political push to legalize marijuana. This is the thing. Alcohol is more potent than weed. Alcohol is legal. So this whole bullshit where everybody on the canvas is trying to make it seem like Aaron smoking a little weed, spice, what the fuck ever, is like this close to him being strung out on heroin or crack. I'm just like, y'all come the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> they are doing too fucking much. Like they might as well be telling everybody that goes and gets a, a pint at the pub. What are you doing? Do you know what happened to Holly? <laughs> like, come the fuck down. It's weed, bitch. They crack. <laughs> he ain't out there trying to sell his ass for some rocks. <laughs> Calm the fuck down, Everdale. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord. Ain't nobody gonna be fucking dancing to get weed. You can just get weed. You can get weed from every other person on the damn street. Ain't nobody gonna be dancing for no fucking weed. Boy, bye. What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> so stupid, baby. I, I can't. Too much. I don't think you guys have after school special, but that that... Emmerdale is doing some after-school special bullshit. They're like some moralizing uh, kid shows we had here as younger children, mostly in the 80s and 90s, where basically it's a 30-minute little program to an hour. And there's an issue. It's drugs. It's sex. And it's just letting you know the dangers of sex or the dangers of drugs. If you think of having sex or doing drugs, the worst thing will happen to you. Like, that's just what all this felt like. I'm just like, dude, calm down. <laughs> Too much. 
<laughs> Did you have any other what the hell for Emmerdale? I thought I thought you were gonna rip the scene where he threw the wrench at him to shreds, because you hate it when they go for each other. You call it like well, that's the reason they shouldn't be together, and like that's that that's the whole like apparently some people find that erotic and and like sexual when two gay guys hurt each other, well, and yeah. you hate. But I mean that, that that was my. I mean, the ripping that I had was. It was just over the top for what happened before. Like he did that because he saw a fucking baby picture. Like no, Aaron would not do that. <laughs> That's this is just. I feel like the entire him being in this relationship is out of character. But then the things he's doing in the relationship are out of character. Like I feel like you know his revelations about Robert and you know his frustration. I feel like that's realistic. But you know the weed. <laughs> The cutting, I guess, could kind of be in character, although I don't know how the fuck it had been going on for weeks, and Robert never seen it, and that bullshit about, you know, Aaron making excuses for weeks not to be shirtless around his man, please. I'm just like, no way in fucking hell. <laughs> that would have should be getting up. My man gets a cut on him, like, in two seconds. I'm like, baby, what the fuck happened to you? Like, I notice his cut sometimes before he does. And I'm just like, no, no fucking way. <laughs> and I've been with my dude damn near two decades. So, no, that would not fucking happen. <laughs> There's no way here to go weeks hiding cutting, please. <laughs> but I was just like, no. Yeah, it was just it was just too much, you know. And it wasn't so much, you know, I guess I, because I was through with how over the top he was being over the scan, by the time it got to the point when they were fighting after he threw the wrench, I was just like, it's, it's more ridiculous. It was, just, it was just so ridiculous that he would even do this because he saw a baby picture. And I get that it wasn't about the picture, but for that to be the fucking catalyst, a day after Emmerdale had a dude come in his house and he did next to nothing to defend himself, I was like, no, bitch, this is not Aaron Lipsy. <laughs> this is stupid as fuck. He could have found the wedding picture, Jason. Hello, and that it could have broke like that. Yeah. See, I'm saying. Up here, I hate when he. I, I hate when he did that, and the whole thing like cut me. I'm like, no, fuck off. Now that I actually thought was cool. You liked that. Oh, I was not mad at that because I'm like, you know, he Aaron always cuts himself, but he doesn't think about what that means to other people. So I thought that was actually an interesting way for Robert to be like, oh, okay, well, cutting is cool. Well, cut me then. Oh, like I feel well, like I... that that made him see and I was kind of shocked that he did I was like oh I'm oh, not mad at that I like that you like that but like everything else was dumb <laughs> okay. okay 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 yeah no because you know although I don't like the couple I mean they're together so I mean if you're going to have a gay couple together write them well don't exactly. do shit <laughs> I mean you know you got a Rob Ron hater to the point where he accepts the couple and oh. they're just fucking it up for no reason okay I've converted you I've converted whatever <laughs> yes. If you were writing, I have a feeling I would enjoy the story a lot more than I do. <laughs> I don't know though. So I quite I quite like what's gonna happen the week after next with the whole tumble tumble down the stairs stairs. But if it was my choice, I have Aaron come and save him. My prince, my prince, I come for you. You fell down the stairs. I will nurse you back to health. 
Yeah, yeah, and you're right. And then you would kill off my Rebecca baby. So yeah, I would, yeah. I, I would be mad at you now. Yeah. That's all right. She don't need to write the story. Ian yeah, needs to keep have, doing what he's doing. I would have her fall down the stairs. Oh no. Yeah, she would Louis kill off my queen. I can't have it. Bye bye, baby. Bye bye, son. Yes. So we're, okay. going to call, so we're going to call the baby Jesus then, are we? Yes, because I need Jesus and Moses to be on Emmerdale together. Okay, together or apart? Well, I mean, together as in on the same show, because we already have baby Moses on the canvas, so I think it's going to be poetic justice that uh, the Rebecca baby is named Jesus. That's why we had, the, the that's why I said that a few episodes ago. <laughs> you, want them, you want them fighting over a woman, not fighting over each other? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> what, so be gay for each other? I don't care at this I'm point. I'm going to write you a spin-off. Okay, I'm with that. I'll read that. <laughs> Jesus and oh, Moses get to fuck each other. Woo-hoo. Yes, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I said I was going to do this, but I think I'm just going to kind of rapid fire this because most of our what the hells are kind of Robert and Aaron related. So I'm just going to rapid fire the 50 million what the hells I had of Emmerdale to wrap up the what the hells. Okay. Chrissy saying Rakesh got to pay. Rakesh, who I'm mad is off the canvas, which is fucking ridiculous. I need him back, and I hope the actor does great things in his future because I loved him for a minute when I still love him. Anyway, Chrissy said Rakesh got to pay. When that heifer ain't paid for setting Andy up and getting Andy set off the damn show, I was like, bye. And I'm glad Priya called her out for that shit. Because <laughs> that made me laugh. Rona trying to blame uh, Patty for his, you know, concern about her, uh, telling him something to the effect of the problem she was having was his fault because he slept with that woman. Rona has seemed to have forgotten that the reason she had a marriage to Patty in the first place was because she cheated on Marlon with Patty. So while I'm sympathetic of the rape stuff, that whole thing with her blaming Patty for being an adulterer who cheated on her, I'm like, how for you treated on Marlon? That's why you got a baby by Marlon, but Patty is the surrogate daddy. Because you fucked up their friendship because it was hardy. Now. <laughs> so that got on my nerves. Pete and Priya, I'm not here for it. It's stupid. Pete would never cheat. It's uh-uh. gross. Pete would never. Pete is sexy as hell. I love getting Pete. But he would never cheat on uh, goddamn Layla. Layla and him are perfect. And his last serious relationship involved his girlfriend cheating with his brother. Again, we have Emmerdale taking a character who would never fucking cheat because he has been, he's seen the pain of cheating. All of a sudden, just cheating like it ain't no goddamn thing. No! And then this bullshit where Priya is in his face talking about some, because she has some revelatory conversation. It's just like, I'm above this and you are a trifling man and you better cheat treat my friend good. I'm just like, have you just cheated with him? You ain't on nobody more high ground? No. <laughs> bullshit. Also bullshit, Emmerdale making Finn act like he was above working at the B&B, but then he was begging for jobs at David's and then at the pub. I'm just like, what? Stop! They're just fucking up all these characters for no goddamn reason. Then let's get to goddamn that rapist-ass bomber. This Rhoda's what, I don't know what the fuck her husband's name is, P- Pierce, whatever. His trifling-ass mama coming to the house, making her look crazy, moving shit around, fucking shit up, 
because she is happy that she has a relationship with her child who hated her. So even though she knows he raped a woman, he would rather she would rather have a relationship with her rapist son than not support him raping another woman. And then she's saying this in the face of the woman she raped, like her son raped. No, it's fucked up. It's fucking ridiculous. Last but not least, our soon-to-be-dearly-departed Lawrence having a guy beat up just because that guy was angry that he set his brother up for a crime he went to prison for? What? And then having the nerve to throw money at him? So, yeah, I know I destroyed your brother's life, but here's 20,000 pounds? Like, what the fuck? And they're going to tell the guy, what more do you want? I just gave you $20,000. You destroyed somebody's life. And you think that throwing fucking 20,000 pounds is going to be enough to get rid of them and to make their hurt feel better? No, that's fucking bullshit. That's why, to jump into my scenes of the week, I laughed and applauded when Lawrence got the Aaron Livesey treatment when old Uncle Chrissy's uncle, whoever the fuck his name is, gave him the Lawrence, uh, the Aaron treatment, popping his ass upside the head with a gun, putting his ass in the car, having the ignition turned on, and making him damn near die in a garage. I thought it was funny, and I thought he deserved it. Because Lawrence been doing too fucking much. I didn't like when he made fun of Aaron almost killing himself and so I thought it quite appropriate that he almost experienced the same fate that Aaron did because Lawrence been on that bullshit as have most of the characters on Emmerdale because they're being produced by a person who thinks they're Hollywood's characters and there I will pause (laughs) (laughs) what about your scenes of the week baby what did you have for your uh, scenes of the week for the Emmerdale um, scenes of the week. Oh, oh, very easy, very easy. Before all this shit happened with Rob Ron, I have to say the bit where he put the suitcase in the fire, oh, <laughs> and they got and they got covered in fire extinguishers foam. How brilliant that was! I'm gonna tell you what I liked about that. I went on a rant on one of these damn episodes because it was like one week where like on two or three soaps somebody had burned money. Like I think one was definitely Cat. Cat <laughs> had gotten that money from that sexual abuser and she went into the street and burned it and I was like, no, what the fuck are you doing? And some other soap did that around the same time that we had recorded. The hilarious thing to be was when Aaron said, burn the money. I was rolling my fucking eyes because I was like, oh, God, this bullshit has creeped up again. And then Robert did it. The thing that had me rolling was Aaron being like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's half a million dollars. <laughs> and then he was, he was quick to get that money. I was like, like oh. Chopstick, chopstick, chopstick. I was team Robert on that, but Robert was like, you told me to burn it. And he was like, I didn't think he was going to do it. Uh-huh. I see Aaron went from stupid to smart in like 2.2 seconds. He was like, oh, hell no, let's get this money. And I'm like, goddamn right, because it's stupid as fuck. You got all that goddamn money. You just going to burn it for no reason. Please, that's stupid as hell. 
So I thought that was hilarious. I was like, all right, I'm with y'all on that one, Robert and Aaron. That was good. <laughs> and then just covered in foam. That was funny. I like that little scene. That was good. That was probably the, the, the funniest Rob Ron scene I have ever seen. <laughs> yes. But yes, that scene was in line with my spirit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Did you have any other ones, darling? Oh, the cane thing where he was like, I'm Father Gordon. Oh, oh that I'm was Father good, Gideon. too. <laughs> that was funny. Wait, I think it was, uh, not Gordon, baby. I think it was Gideon. Gideon. He can't be Gideon. saying Gordon. <laughs> yes, the name Gord, Gordon is ruined on Emmerdale forever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> yeah, so that bishop was like, what church you with? Homeboy said, House of Cain. <laughs> the big bad House of Cain. <laughs> I kind of like Harriet and Kane. I'm I'm here for him, but Harriet. Oh, needs... I love it. Yeah. And I'm glad Debbie wised the fuck up because Debbie was getting on my goddamn nerves with her bratty act. No, I'm like, could she stop telling her dad what to do, please? Yeah. You're his child, not his childminder. And she hadn't had been the best in relationships either. Again, no. she was just cheap with Ross five minutes ago. I ain't forgot. I mean, yeah, you was like gone. The whole, the whole thing when Chaz tries to undermine Aaron about his relationships, I'm like, what about your relationships, dear, dear Missy? Well, I feel a little different about that. Because, <laughs> you know, Debbie isn't with somebody who tried to murder Kane. <laughs> so, like when she was with, uh, what's that fool name? Uh, that tr- tried to kill her and Chaz and them. Cameron. That was Cameron. Too. Cameron. Mm-hmm. De- yeah, Debbie bad when it comes to that. Yeah, I guess she is kind of like Aaron <laughs> with regards to that. But uh, yeah, I'm glad they, they fixed that shit because that was getting on my nerves. But yeah, I like Harriet and Kane. I need Harriet to, you know, recognize she was a bad boy and let him do what he did. And I need all these jokes about the ministry to stop because, I mean, this is just, they're just doing too goddamn much right now. I'm just like, no. <laughs> Shucks. All right, well, then to close it, I will bring up uh, my final two uh, scenes of the week. First of all, Emma manipulates them all. I love it. <laughs> I know it has been announced that the actress is leaving the show, and that pisses me off to no end. Emmerdale is getting rid of everyone that I love on the show, and it's about to make me stop watching, but I'm hanging there because I've been, been there for a long time. But I love the way Emma handled that whole revelation of the tape. <laughs> <laughs> she fucked with Lil Arthur's head, ended up destroying the evidence of the videotape. Yeah, she got uh, she got a uh, Laurel kinda on her trail, but she keeps on telling these stories that even got Laurel doubting that uh, you know Emma has fucked up. So I'm glad Emma is doing what Emma needs to do to throw everybody off the scent of her killing James, so she could hang on the show a little bit longer and have a real revelatory moment, she's coming to Jesus. See, now, if all this time that Robert was on the canvas, he had, you know, gotten uh, the spirit and had been in church with Emma every Sunday and Emma and Robert were best friends, now, see, I might be able to fuck with Robert. 
But see, Robert ain't trying to do all that. He ain't, he ain't got the Lord guiding him to destroying videotapes or the Lord guiding him to deny the existence of his child. See, if that was the case, I could support Robert. But, you know, Emma has the spirit of the Lord working through her. The Lord helped her destroy that videotape. The Lord gave her the story to tell Arthur to get him off her sin. The Lord gave her the story to get Laurel off her sin. So since she's guided by God, we must trust in the word of the Lord, baby. Mm. <laughs> Whatever, it speaks to me. Queen Emma manipulating them all. Love it. And then the final uh, scene of the week is Lisa and Rona. Uh, Lisa talking to Rona about how she dealt with the aftermath of her rape. This is now the second time. The first time was Alicia when uh, Emmerdale had... Uh, characters go to Lisa to talk to them about you know being sexually assaulted because of course uh, in the story that still tugs at my heart Lisa was sexually assaulted by the guy who seemed so damn nice uh, but ended up being an asshole at the factory you know Rona has not been a character that I've liked since she uh, cheated with uh, Patty because I didn't like her fucking up my best friend's relationship but um, I really enjoyed her and Lisa uh, talking about you know how to get over, you know, a sexual assault, and more, most importantly, how to recognize that going through that was not her fault, because it wasn't her fault. And so I love Lisa as a character, and I love the way Emmerdale leans on her uh, with regards to this. So yes, that was scene. Alright, so we are going to close by taking things over to the cobbles of Coronation to the Street. Miss Sarah, let's start with you. What a Coronation Street do to make you say, what the hell? I have really been praising Cora because I have really enjoyed the production values. I've enjoyed the tight, clean scripts. Um, and I've really enjoyed Bethany's story. Um, and I just, it feels like it's made with love. And it's nice to see that. But overall, my what the hell, a lot of these stories are kind of going to the left. And we're kind of going into the land of been there, done that, um, as far as tropes are concerned. And that's making me a little, oh, don't love it. Um, the whole thing with Eva. And Aiden, and you know, she wants revenge. I don't need it. I don't want it. Um, the whole thing with feeling and the secret daughter, I don't want it. Not feeling it. Um, so just, ugh. just overall, I feel like a lot of what's happening with Corey is it's really sliding into those tired and true, you know, just stories, soap stories, and I'm just not loving it, especially because Bethany's tale. Daniel's tale um, have been so riveting and interesting for me and I want to see more of that. Um, so, yeah. That's, That's my big grievance with the cobbles at the moment. That's interesting because everything that you named I enjoy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's good. Uh, definitely Johnny's story. I think it's been good. The interesting beats I feel are when it could go the soap route, but then it turns. Because, like, Johnny tells his daughter, don't tell anybody that I've got MS. 
And his daughter's like, I ain't making you that promise. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love it because the soap thing is, let's keep this secret and let's drag out the secret for 16 years. And I was like, right. no, fuck that. Uh-uh. She's just like, no. I'm telling Rama, I'm telling this nurse, and she's going to help get you better. I'm going to hint to your woman that she needs to talk to you when I see you acting like an ass and fucking up a good relationship for no damn reason. Although, I need to say, uh, the dude who plays Matthew Singh, who is the guy who dated Jenny, his name is Peter Singh in real life. Apparently, he's been with Corey since 2015. That sexy dude needs a contract. Oh. <laughs> I love him. He's Right. And I'm like, shoot, okay, Jenny going back to Johnny. Ava getting ready to need a new man. They can go head on and pair him up with her. They can make uh-huh. him bisexual. Sean ain't had a man in a little while. Why don't him and Sean hook it up? That dude is fire. And I've been watching Coronation Street for most of this time, but he's only been like on an episode here and there, so I, I've only seen him recently. That dude is great. We need him. <laughs> I need him on You know, honestly, team. it's nice to see, speaking of, you know, his ethnic background, yes, Rachel. It's nice to see, you know, a man of color out there. And, um, yeah, yeah. I would like to see more of him. As you say, you really don't see too much of him. So, um, more would work for me, you know. All right, see. Okay, so is it on me for the, uh, what the hells, baby? (sighs) Did I start my what the hells? I mean... I did not start my what the hells. Did you have any others, baby? Or should I go ahead and... Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I don't think I talked about uh, Eva and why I like that. That's what I was going to do for you. Yes. So, Eva, okay. I am here for Eva getting revenge on Johnny because I feel like oh, I fucked up. <laughs> on Ava. Because <laughs> that's Johnny's son. Uh, I'm here for Eva getting revenge on Aiden because I always love stories where cheating ass motherfuckers who think they getting over on their other half get played like goddamn fiddle. I love it. Some of my favorite soap storylines were um, I think General Hospital did this with Ned and Lois and Catherine, I think. I think there was the bigamy storyline that was going on there. I may be fucking that up, but I don't think so. But I know definitely on British soaps that happened with Emmerdale where it was... um, it was Chaz who was married to Rob King? Carl King, who was married to Carl. And she knew Carl was stepping out with Katie. I, no, it wasn't Katie. It was some other blonde heifer. <laughs> she ain't on the show no damn mo. But uh, yes, but uh, she knew that her man was cheating. And she waited until the wedding day and put him on blast in front of the entire town. And it was amazing. (laughs) It was so goddamn good. And so Ava has been so dedicated to this Trifamofo who has really treated her like crap. I cannot wait for her to uh, take him to the cleaners as she told her sister she was going to. And I want them to get to the wedding day and I want it all to blow up at the wedding because I know it's going to be nothing but fire, you know? I mean, you could already see it, you know? Every time, you know, (laughs) I was laughing because, you know, Aiden continues to try to do things to get himself some alone time with Maria, but because Uh Ava knows what's up, oh, she's going to fuck that shit up. 
oh, really? You think I need a spa day, huh? And I, I should take mm-hmm. one of my little friends from the factory? No, bitch. I'm taking the hoe you sleeping with. So guess what? You ain't going to get to have sex with him. Boom. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he takes her to, she takes old girl to the spa. And Maria is bad because Aiden still ain't told Eva they bone. And like he said he was. So she decides she just going to blow up their whole spa. And what she tells David, and so then Aiden comes around like, uh, where's where's Maria going with 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 Ava? And David's just like, your mistress is gonna tell your fiance y'all been fucking. <laughs> just like, mm. Yes, I did. And so he's sweating, you know. And so you know, then he pops up over at the restaurant. Hey, baby, baby, how you doing? I just want to check on you, make sure you're all right. You know, I'm fine. Mm. Give me a credit card so I can spend, spend up some more of your money. You know what? I need me a Barbie card. Let me go get me a big-ass card and put it on your credit card. <laughs> I love it because he's been getting away with all this shit. And so yeah. I hate it. I feel like a lot of soap operas let uh, trifling-ass people get away with bull. So I like stories where the people who are trifling get got <laughs> and, uh-huh. and if it's nice and slow and painful I'm cool with that too so yes I will agree with you yes soaps do it yeah it's pretty standard but because I feel like they have set this dude up to get what's coming to him I'm here for them dragging out every minute of his pain <laughs> so good <laughs> so good yes me I just had one what the hell this week for Coronation Street I need Chesney to stop tripping over fucking Sinead. Sinead oh. cheated on Chesney. His last girlfriend cheated on him too. And he got himself stabbed, calling himself going to go, you know, see about her, see about Daniel, whatever. And, you know, he is in the hospital recovering from this stabbing. And all his, Sinead, where's Sinead? I need Sinead. But, dude. She cheated on you. You were nothing but nice and sweet to her. She cheated on you with a dude to hit his granddaddy upside the head to try to end his life. <laughs> and you still put on, Sinead, Sinead. So when his sister, Fizz, is sitting up there rolling her eyes every time he mentions Sinead's like name. Fizz. That's the girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm with her because I'm like, fuck Sinead. Let her deal with that bullshit on her own. <laughs> if somebody yeah. cheated on you once, they'll cheat on you again. Fuck her. <laughs> So that was it. I was just like, boy, uh-uh, you need to come, you need to stop because you know what to do. Yes, that's it for about uh, what the hell. What you have for your scenes of the week, boo? Um, well, actually, alongside Eva and Aiden, I love the reveal of the affair. Um, yes. I said, said this on Twitter it was very Gavin Rosdell slash Gwen Stefani s. You know, a modern soapy affair reveal um, with uh, the text popping up on the um, flash screen so yes. and I like that Leanne was there for it and um, I thought that was really good um, and it was really great I think it was the next episode um, there was kind of oh the, the one before the one after I'm not sure where, where it was but like um, you saw that um, kind of silly character with Aiden's um, burner phone, like, oh no, it's, it's the phone. No, 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 it's not. It's not Aiden's phone. What are you talking about? You know, just there's a lot of just little beats um, where um, I think 
even ran to Maria afterwards and didn't say anything. So I thought it was really well done how it was put together. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and ooh, <laughs> I don't know if you caught this, but um, so Leanne knows of, you know about uh, Aiden and Maria, yes. and they're in the Rovers Return Inn, and Maria reaches out to touch Leanne's son. Uh-huh. And Leanne just swerves. She showed me. <laughs> I laughed. I was crying. Like, that was so funny. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, the only thing about that that's odd is now, uh, I think you know this because I, I think I sh- sh- uh, sent you the episodes, but you know, uh, Leanne was just in an affair store a lot of her own. She yeah, the damn other woman. Yeah. So it is a little much. I'll give it to her. That's her sister. So you know, she gonna have her <laughs> sister back. But most of us is rolling our eyes at Leanne like, uh-huh, ho. You gonna come for Aiden, huh? You sure wasn't yeah. trying to rush and tell Michelle what you was doing, ho. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I've been laughing with Leanne. This little Leanne and Ava body, this is the most I've seen them bonding quite some time. And it's it's really being written really well and that little beat with her reaching away from Maria yeah I thought it was everything it was hilarious <laughs> that was too funny it was yes. just so just a little moment where it's like oh you know you gave us something and it was just oh my god I love that oh my yes. god it's too funny <laughs> but oh I guess this mm, was good but not good as far as like made me happy but it was good as far as storytelling. Um, was the scenes with Bethany and the um, you know bad cop, Ugh. and um, she's going to give her testimony, and we see him watching her um, as she does it. And I thought that was really compelling. Um, and I love Mary becoming involved in Bethany's story. Yes, God. Um, I love Mary. Love, 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 love. It's just so nice to see just a nice, genuine character. I'm so, you know, especially with Ethan Harris and everyone's so nasty all the time. So I just love Mary. I love that she's becoming involved with Bethany's um, little plight. Um, and I really like, I, I said this before, but I really like um, the actresses, uh, Sarah and who play Sarah and Bethany together. Yes, ma'am. Um, not only because of their physical resemblance, but I just, I don't know, I just, it's nice to see just characters just, or actors just work. You know, it's like, oh, okay, I, I can believe that. I can believe that, that, you know, that's her mom and that's her daughter. I can believe that Sarah's just so troubled and, you know, worried about her child. And the scenes where Bethany um, says, you know, why did he pick me? You know, what does that say about me that I kind of fell for it? Mm. And she's struggling um, with what has happened to her. I like that we see that with her just continuing to struggle um, in light of everything that's happened. Uh, it's, you know, story is not over. It's not over because Nathan is caught. You know, she's still hurting. And I like that we see that. I'm going to have to give love to Kate Oates for uh, bringing you the compelling things that you're seeing because Mary and Bethany and uh, uh, Sarah, who is the other lady you like, I don't know if you know that she had uh, your name, but uh, yes. yes, that's uh, <laughs> Bethany's mother. Uh, they've been on the show for a while, but I feel like since Kate Oates took over, she has given them stories so strong that it's just bringing out the best of all the characters. Because, you know, Sarah and Bethany were kind of cute, and Bethany was kind of bratty. Um, so, you know, it wasn't too much really, you know, they were doing that was much of a connection. 
but this storyline, since since Kate Oath started, like her first little storyline with Bethany and Sarah was Bethany uh, taking diet pills because she was interested in Gary and she was trying to get his attention and she was trying to be cute and she thought that, you know, taking these diet pills and working out too much and, you know, not eating so much was going to help with that. And I mean, it was just so heartbreaking. And there was a moment when Sarah found her diet pills and was like, what are you doing? And that's when it was just like, oh shit, like the love that she had for that young lady, whew, it just, it was all over the screen. And then mm. we got this storyline and that's just continued. And it's been just a revelation for both of those actresses. Now, yeah. Mary, Mary has pretty much been the comic relief. So she's the, the Kim Fox of the show, usually. <laughs> but what uh, Kate Oates did when she came onto the show is gave her this backstory where she had a child that nobody knew about. And she had this child because she had been raped back in the day. And so the father of her child was a rapist. And for Christmas, the child uh, came. It was, it was, she wanted to connect with her child or something. I can't remember because I wasn't watching regularly enough to know everything that happened. But one way or another, I think uh, Norris, who is her friend, uh, helped to bring her child to finally meet her during Christmas. So we had him come on and uh, her meet with him. And he asked who his father was, but instead of, she didn't want to let him know that it was a rapist. So she just said, you know, this nice guy who loved her and died, right? Um, but he wanted to have an ongoing relationship with her. So for a couple months earlier this year, she left uh, the show for a little bit and in storyline, she was, you know, there visiting him in South Africa, wherever, wherever they live. And um, I think Coronation Street is bringing that actor and his family on full time. But, you know, we, I know we saw that Skype call. And that was the actor who played the son saying, I'm actually not coming. So I think that's probably going to twist and that he is going to end up becoming and that'll be good. But the point is that lady has been shining in the role of mm-hmm. Mary as this she woman really who is, you know, struggling with dealing with the aftermath of a rape that impacts, you know, yes, it was years ago, but that's not something that you ever, you know, get away from, you know, and dealing with the fact that, you know, here's this child and, you know, getting the opportunity to be a, a mother uh, to her child. I mean, uh, and then, yes, you're absolutely right on uh, her uh, connection to Bethany. I have that down as one of my scenes of the week as well, because she saw herself reflected in Bethany's struggle, and she has been doing everything in her power to help ensure that Bethany does not have to struggle the way that she did. I even loved her saying things like when Bethany was like, you know, I'm, I'm trash, you know, I, I'm, I'm not strong at all, and not like you are. And Mary's like, it took me 30 years mm. to report what happened to me, to say what happened to me. Don't you ever think that you're not strong? I was just like, oh my God. Give them all the British Soap Awards. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, baby. Ah, yeah. So good. The other one I had was I love Gail. <laughs> yes, and God. the way the actress plays her, like, just yeah. like this, like, little, like, you know, small voice. But when you see what her words are, she's just, like, being so, like, you know, like, I don't know if it's mean, but it's like, 
you know, moving the chess pieces because she's a mom. So with Shona, she was like, yeah, you need to, like, you need to go. Get out, Heffa. Like, you know, it was just like, the way that she plays her, like, the character, um, and I love Shona. But yeah, um, that was, I, I liked that little moment where she's told Shona, you got to go. And I love David just, like, you know, telling Maria, he's not going to leave her. You know? <laughs> mm. I love David. Love, 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 love. Um, uh, yeah, so there's been some really good stuff, and I've been really enjoying it. But, like I said, some of the storylines for me, I'm like, hmm. Maybe it'll surprise me, you know? Like, with what's his name? Like, Robert or something with the drug thing? I'm like, hmm. You know what? Perfect segue, because, well, first of all, let me tell you, as long as you have... Uh, love in your heart for Gail. You will always have a place on a British Soap podcast. She has <laughs> long been one of our favorite characters, David too. So yes, everything Gail does, go to love it. And I love that she's David's mother and they're both great. We love them. <laughs> but yeah. yes, Robert, this is what I will give Robert. Uh, I Again, the actor who plays that drug dealer, I wish he wouldn't have done all that bullshit he did because he had a place on the show long term. They have casting some good... See, okay, EastEnders brings extras on and they are annoying or they could be in the background or you're just wondering why after five minutes they're still talking. When <laughs> Corporation Street brings extras on and gives them lines, they are all fire. I don't know where this dude came from who is Robert's drug dealer. Dude was everything. <laughs> and I just wish, <laughs> I wish they wouldn't have escalated him so much because now he got to go because he could be on here long term. But anyway, all the stuff with the, the, the drugs and the history and the stabbing was a little annoying. But what I liked was, because I like it when I think this should happen and then five minutes later I realized that's what happened. So... Robert ain't told Popos who done stabbed the Chesney. And Chesney up in the hospital talking about some Chesney, Chesney. But, you know, his little <laughs> homeboy done got away with this bullshit. And I'm out here for that. Because, you know, Chesney is a king. He is the prince of everything. Anybody that stabs Chesney needs to go down. And if you know who, you know, mess with him, you need to tell the police so they can go down. So when I saw Robert up here with this bald-headed mofo being like, man, I'm struggling so much. I need some drugs to deal with you stabbing Chesney. I was like, if this motherfucker ain't wearing a wire and setting this bitch up, I'm going to be highly upset. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Them undercover cops was right there, baby. <laughs> said, we got your ass on selling drugs, bitch. I loved it. I was like, yes. <laughs> Take wow. it down. Because it, it doesn't always happen like that. Usually if I say, oh, this needs to happen, because otherwise this is going to be stupid, the stupid thing happens. Mm-hmm. But Kate Oates, for the most part, when she runs shows, she sides when she has a smart thing happen, so I like this. So I was like, yes, lock him up. <laughs> Get him gone. And he may still be around because you know Robert got that mysterious phone call at the end of that episode. And he's like, uh, y'all ain't scaring me. I'm like, alright, what's about to happen? Yeah, so it was good, yes. But I, I hear what you're saying. I know it's kind of hammy, but they had that smart thing happen at the end, so I was good with it. We'll see how it plays out long time. 
Okay. <laughs> but he okay. needed to he needed to have told Michelle what the hell was up a lot lot sooner, I feel. You know, he don't need to be starting that relationship with secrets, especially after she just dropped a man who kept the fact that he slept with another woman from her. He needed to be straight up a little bit quicker, you know. And I also didn't like that beat where he was talking about some uh yeah, I understand you wanna help me with uh money for my business, but I want my business for me. I don't want you. Oh, yeah, I was like, excuse you. Yeah, I mean, okay, so you ain't got no money. Your woman's offering your money. Y'all trying to lock it down being Romeo and Juliet, and you can't cut Juliet in on half your business? And she's offering and being sweet and doing it? Slow your roll, bro. So, yeah, yeah we'll see how that goes. But that that, that was ominous, yes. And I guess I need to say this, because I didn't say it when we were talking about this, but... We need some applause for Bethany coming to her goddamn senses. That oh, took yeah. forever. I was so sick of her going back to Nathan every five damn minutes. But look here, when she realized that fool was trying to send her out of country to be a sex slave for somebody Lord. else, boy, she went to that Texaco or whatever the hell you call that gas station in the UK. <laughs> and she was just like, my name is Bethany Platt and somebody's trying to sell me into the sex slavery and I don't want to go. I loved it and again you have another extra nice mom young daughters Bethany's looking into the children's face like seeing and realizing what she's been through and then here comes Nathan's trifling ass all up in her grill and her mom was like ah you ain't sending this little girl nowhere I was like this is what I'm talking about this is quality soap I need more of it Ah, it was so fantastic what did you think of that yeah, yeah, I'm glad, you know, it's forward march, you know, it, you know, we've, we've really had Bethany kind of go through it all, and um, they really hit some dark places with it, and mm-hmm. it's nice that it's moving, and Nathan has been, you know, arrested, mm-hmm. but then, like I said before, we're still seeing the aftermath and the effects of it all. Um, and oh, 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 I love Bethany with, with Craig. Oh, my God. Yes. So cute! I love it. He's, he's another one that's unlucky in love, you know. But I love how smart he was. He he was just like Peter Barlow. You know, last episode, you know, Bethany had gone pushing all up on Peter Barlow, and grown man was like, "Ah, little girl." Oh yeah, <laughs> Let me I go love tell that. your mama like, what you're doing. I'm scared of your grandmama. No, no, no. Come on now. Stay away from me. <laughs> but then Bethany did the same thing. She got a little tipsy and went by Craig's doing all that, and Craig's like, "Look here, Bethany. You know, let's just let's just chill." And she started crying because she she sees what she's doing and she sees how that affects her, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, Craig is another. I need Craig to have a nice lady in his life. I'm tired of all these people messing with my Craig. <laughs> oh, I love Craig. Yes, I wouldn't mind Bethany and and Craig. I don't I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little worried about him getting involved with her, but we'll see. <laughs> I need. Yeah. They, they had him with a cute little girlfriend for a little bit uh, before Kate Oates started, but she didn't stay on the show too long. It was nice. <laughs> but yes, Aww. Craig is everything. <laughs> yeah. Yes, God. All right. So I forgot to say this earlier, so I will say it's now. If you guys have any questions about anything related to Bitter Soaps, or we didn't cover something today that you would have liked us to have talked about, head over to bittersoappodcast.tumblr.com to shoot us an ask or hit us up on the Twitter rations at UK Soap Podcast. Uh, did you have anything else, Queen Sarah? Nope, I'm good. All right, well then, with that, I will say that I'm at Brother Soap. And I'm at E20 Albert Square. Thank you guys so much for listening. 
Until next time, I had about three or four quotes <laughs> that I was going to close with. What I got something I for you. Oh, get something. it. And- bye, Sean. Bye. Bye. Get out. Bye. Go home. Get out. Stop. So happy you're gone.